discuss living better through permaculture, mindfulness, decentralization, freedom, flow, agorism, anarchy, and more. We'll discuss how to solve life's complex problems with simple solutions. This is Mike the Polymath coming from the Easy Peasy Workshop. In Indianapolis, Indiana, the crossroads of America. Thanks for joining. I should start by saying welcome to episode 135 of the Easy Peasy Podcast. But I'm just asking you, you know, rhetorically, I know you don't have any more answers than me, but what the fuck is going on? As you know, I started the WTF forum because I just can't help but ask that question on a nearly daily basis. What in the fuck? You know? Shit is weird. And I know it's been weird. It ain't getting any less weird, right? It's only accelerating. At least that's that's my feeling. It's my opinion. And I'm not doing this to be an alarmist. I'm just doing it to be honest. Because I'm sure you're feeling something similar and it's okay. It's okay to say what the fuck. Three nine-year-olds getting shot in Nashville. And for what? Obviously, that ain't the first one, won't be the last one, but these, these shooters, man. And nobody seems to be asking the right question, at least not in the mainstream, right? Question being, why is this happening? 
and I've heard many arguments in the last few days, and I agree with some more than others, but I think anybody who says this is a multifactorial problem, you know, I think in a sense they're correct, but on the whole, they are not. You know, the multiple factors that lead to school shootings, mass shootings of all kinds, senseless killings, you know, rampages, massacres, genocides. You know, there are cultural factors, there are environmental factors, psychological factors, but... When you boil it all down, there's really only one root cause. Some of us call it evil. Some say Satan. What's the difference? You know, I had lived for a few, we'll say a handful of years as a sort of disavowed Christian, an agnostic by choice. I was raised in the church, or I should say I was raised in a church. (laughs) Truth be told, more than one. We had a way of bouncing around, you know, for a time it was the Methodist, for a time it was, uh, shoot, I'm having a brain fart, but, um, shit, what the fuck were they called? The Episcopalians, that's it. You know, into my teenage years, we were settled into a more non-denominational Christian culture, right? Easy Jesus. That rock and roll Jesus that sit down and get a nice pep talk on Sunday, pat yourself on the back, shake a few hands, sing a few songs, you know, go to Taco Bell afterwards. And I'm not trying to be disparaging, but it always just you know, I was a firm, I was, I was a believer. You know, because it felt like something, something deep, right? Or potentially deep. And I wanted to take it deeper at times. You know, I, as a teenager was dedicated. I was in youth group. I was trying to be a virgin and succeeding. <laughs> a little joke for you. But... You know, none of the Christianity that was kind of taught to me felt full or complete. You know, it always just felt a little too craft American cheese y, if you catch my drift. So, you know, going off to college, obviously. You know, almost predictably, you kind of wander, you kind of separate, start learning different things, 
some of which was bullshit, but some of which was good, you know. I will say uh, my college education did not, at least at the time, you know, I don't think it was quite as bad as it is now as far as the indoctrination. I can think of a few teachers that were quite political in certain ways, but it wasn't that bad. You know, I learned a lot of good, a lot of good stuff, but definitely didn't think much about being a Christian. Kind of turned that brain off. Partly because I didn't, I didn't know what evil looked like. But I do now. I suppose I was just naive, right? I'd seen movies, I knew history. I'd been taught certain things, but as we all know, it was a sugar-coated, whitewashed version of history. And even when you read about it in a book, it doesn't seem possible. You know, and even though we were fighting wars, basically from my early childhood, nonstop until now. We've been at war for some 25 years or something. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. And for what? You know, I think there's less than 200 countries on the planet, and we have bases in like 120 or 130 of them. For what? So we can drone bomb people in the name of what? It's all just crazy town banana pants, man. And it begs the question, what the fuck? And we're so broken, like there's no community, you know, not much anyways. We're trying, we're trying to get back to it, some of us, but our communities are so broken you know the great irony is that it seems to me in a lot of ways lower income neighborhoods have way more solid community you know the higher in income you get the more isolated you get you might have your church friends and your you know bingo friends and your bridge friends but But do you know the people that live next door? And three doors down and six doors down. Do you know all of them? Most people don't, man. You know, I'm just kind of riffing here, y'all. But I'm just at this point where I want to be honest with you. You know, on the WTF forum, we, we kind of make make it light. We, we make fun of things, which I think is healthy and good. But I feel like it's been a while since I've just opened up and told you what I'm feeling. 
And frankly, I'm kind of feeling the pressure. You know, I think it's crunch time. Like I've been busting ass at work. I've been trying to trying to fill the gaps in my preparedness. Try to bolster alliances and personal professional relationships. Because it's it's go time, y'all. You know, shit is whack. Shit is whack. It's time we make the proper preparations. Right? I hope that doesn't sound crazy. It's just it's just true. And you all know it. I'm sure you do. If you didn't, you wouldn't be listening. You know, I'm sure I'm not telling you anything you don't know here. That's not the point, really. The point is just to confirm. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I'm, I'm glad I've made the contacts I've made. Because it's kind of weird, man. It's like this grip that sort of evil collectivist thinking the grip that it has on our culture right now is so strong and I'm not trying to claim that like being an individualist is the proper way to be you know, we need to be community minded but respecting individual rights is critical man and people are so ready to just throw them out the window just ban all semi-automatic rifles, some people say. You know, limit magazine capacity. Make this or that illegal. It's not going to fix the fact that evil abounds. That psychotic killers are living amongst us. Pedophiles rapists thieves opportunists the thread of our culture is feeling a little thin you know that fabric is pretty poorly woven oh and I'm not trying to bum you out. I'm just trying to be real, you know? We're living in crazy town, USA. Population 360 million or something. And I just, I, I hope we can gracefully land this this plane that's clearly run out of gas. And we got to land emergency style. It's funny. It's kind of ironic because, you know, I've joked before. It's like, did you hear the good news? The COVID emergency is going to be over May 11th. They told us so. 
Now, if you didn't know, that emergency is still the main emergency, COVID. Now, it's not inflation. It's not civil unrest. It's not psychosis of varying types. It's COVID. That's still our main concern. Oh, yeah. And the, you know, the Ukraine. Don't forget about them. (sighs) Crazy town. Crazy, crazy, crazy. You know, I don't have much else to say. Well, folks, I recorded that a couple few days ago. You know, as much as I don't want Easy Peasy to be a current events show, I do want it to be a current vibration show, you know? Which is why I keep asking what the fuck, because I think that is the current vibration. In that previous recording, you know, I kind of ended by making fun of the fact that supposedly the COVID emergency ends in about a month. Whoop-de-fucking-do. As far as I can tell, that emergency never started. The only emergency is the system that caused all of the carnage. All of it. I mean, do I do I need to explain that the system probably created the virus which probably killed some folk, not as many as they say. And that same system investigated the origins of that said virus and told everybody that you were a nut job if you thought that it might have come from the fucking lab. And then you were a nut job if you didn't want to put a diaper on your face. And then you were a nut job if you didn't want to take a vaccine. And I still hesitate to use that word because I can be censored for doing so. But some people didn't want to take it and they were nut jobs. They were crazy. They were grandma killers. They were putting everyone at risk. They were the bad guys. When the bad guys were the ones forcing people to take it. And so much gaslighting occurred. It makes me mad. And it's okay. It's okay to be mad. You know, I carry this weight of shame. Shame for my anger because certain folks 
will say family don't like my tone and don't like the fact that I don't care to just pretend like everything is normal. I'm pissed because the system is fucking us and it's so fucking obvious and so many people refuse to see it and refuse to acknowledge it as the number one priority. You know, it sucks when you get when you get off. Yeah, you're no longer on the same page with certain people in your life because of what is going on right now. You know, maybe that's partly on me. Maybe I need to chill the fuck out. Maybe I need to just, you know, have dinner and pretend like I wasn't wronged, like I wasn't berated with pressure, that I wasn't shamed for unjustifiable reasons that I just need to move on and forget and forgive. You know, this theme keeps coming up and I'm, you know, I'm working on it, guys. Cuz I I don't like not being on the same page as friends and family. But sometimes that's just the truth of the matter. And I would rather acknowledge the truth and have uncomfortable conversations than pretend. Because, y'all, I know I don't need to tell you this, but shit is whack. Shit is falling apart. It's so fucking obvious. To ignore it would be foolish. Man, I hope y'all are following me. You know, I think you are. Because I think most of you went through something real similar. You know, it sucks to be called crazy when you're not. The worst part of it is you almost start to think you might be. And I will acknowledge, you know, and I've talked about it before on this show... But I'll acknowledge that I've gone a bit manic at times. And I've been a bit depressed at times. This is why I became so obsessed with flow theory. Because it makes sense. If we're not in flow, we're either anxious or depressed. And everything around you is a distraction from your flow. Doubt, anxiety, fear, laziness, sloth, you know, maybe artificial contentedness, distraction. That's all depression, man. And people are intimidated by a guy in flow. You know, the shit that's going on right now with fucking 
Donald Trump and Joe Biden and all this bullshit, man. We've got one guy who's demented and runs the show, supposedly. And he talks about eating chocolate chip ice cream just minutes after being told that you know children have been shot. And then we've got another who, I hate to say it, but he, he's starting to sound more and more agreeable every day because of the way he's been treated. But he's still not the goddamn solution. He's not going to be able to fix this corrupt, rotten system. No matter what he does. And and it sucks to waste energy trying to convince folks who will not be convinced. You know, what we need to do, what we need to focus on, what our priority needs to be is staying in the flow. And when I say that, I mean doing what our heart knows is best. I think our heart, our gut, our mind, they're all connected. And if something feels right, it very well probably is. If something feels wrong, the same applies. So follow what your instinct tells you and let your brain inform what the logical next step would, you know, would be. And honestly, y'all, I just keep thinking it's we got to prep we got to prep, we got to we got to make money, we got to make friends. And we got to get close to our friends geographically. It's as simple as that. We're heading into a time where you're not going to know what's real and what's fake until you see it with your own two eyes. Which I suppose has always been the truth. But for a while there we were convinced we could trust you know, film and tape and television and radio. But it turns out not only is that becoming less and less true, it barely ever was true. Even before AI deep fakes, there was still propaganda. And just because it comes through the radio or the TV or over the internet doesn't make it true. But that's not how we're hardwired. You know, we think if we see it, we hear it, we feel it, it's true. But that has been disrupted. You know, we are entering a time where the only logical stance is ultimate and unrelenting skepticism. At least of everything that you can't reach out and touch with your own hands, right? Which, of course, makes me think about this whole simulation theory. And personally, I choose not to believe it because what difference would it make if I did except to cause existential nihilism 
know, I choose to believe that we do in fact live in an organic world. We are not already captured by the machine. And while I have no way of necessarily proving that, what I choose to do is to stay in the most authentic place I can, which is where my feet touch the earth, you know, and take everything I get through a screen or over the airwaves with a grain of salt. You know, I've learned that while maybe not everyone I know trusts my judgment, I trust my judgment. You know, so far, my gut and my heart and my brain have not led me astray. You know, at times I doubt myself because I'm not as far along as I might like to be. But the truth is, you can't rush it, you know? I think that's, that's the ultimate truth. We are all walking our own walk. You know, while, while you can waste time, and I most certainly have, at the same time, you cannot, you can't speed it up. You can't, you can't work at double speed. You can't catch up. You know, whatever time was wasted is gone. Keep walking the path. Keep following your instinct and your intuition and your intelligence. Because frankly, no matter what anyone tries to convince you of, nobody knows your path but you, and I suppose I'll say the Holy Spirit. You know, while I do believe in free will, at the same time, I think there is a guiding spirit and it would be wise to listen. You know, I don't always do it perfectly. As I already said, I've wasted time. I've wasted energy. But I know I'm still in the race if you will. I shouldn't even call it a race, right? Because my whole point is don't rush it, but do it. You know, the best projects I've ever done as far as garden installations or, you know, landscaping, the best job is always done when I'm in no rush. When I've bid the job right, and I know we've got the budget, so I'm not worried. I get it done one step at a time. You know, the thing about gardening, landscaping, you know, whatever you want to call it, I, I, I almost prefer, you know, I could say permaculture, but I want to say environmental design. You know, designing our environment the thing about it is you have to have an image of what you want it to look like right 
You have to take the steps to achieve it. And that means doing it one, literally one step at a time, one shovel full of dirt at a time. You might spend two weeks thinking about it and two weeks executing it. And there's no way to get it done any quicker except to keep going. You cannot sprint when you're gardening. It is at the pace that nature intends. I hope this makes sense. So what I'm trying to do is quit doubting myself, right? No matter what anybody else thinks, no matter what anybody says to me, you know, perhaps my major weakness is caring too much, right? That subtle art of not giving a fuck. You know, I've probably hurt people because they hurt me. Even though they didn't mean to and I didn't mean to. We hurt each other through ignorance and through haste and fear. The best thing to do is to slow down and take a breath and think about the next step. can't build a bridge all at once. All right. I suppose that's about all I have for you. I don't need to harp on what's happened in the past. I don't need to explain to you why we need to prepare, why we need to work, why we need to build better way you know I'm sure I'll keep (laughs) I'll keep doing it partly because it's entertaining and cathartic to talk about all the things that make us say what the fuck you know we gotta make sure that we're not crazy we gotta check in with each other but more important than that is moving forward and doing so productively, you know, intentionally, and, you know, according to the Holy Spirit, whatever that means to you, you know, that common spirit, that, that vibration that's guiding us into a better world. I think there's there's that opposing vibration that wants to destroy this relationship between chaos and order is a difficult one to explain at times I feel like I'm an ad, advocate of chaos but that's not not really true I'm an advocate of decentralized order of natural order of natural law of local self-determination. I'm against order by means of authoritarian control because 
in the end, it creates more chaos. It creates, you know, unjust wars, military industrial complex spending that's off the charts for no good reason creates a pharmaceutical industry that's less interested in helping people and more interested in covering its own ass while making just ungodly amounts of money. You know, that form of order, our our current system does not actually lead to a well-ordered society. It causes more problems than it solves. It leads to transgendered mass shooters. If I can sum it up in as few words as possible. So, where to go from here, right? A lot of people are going to try to gaslight you into thinking that we need to elect Donald Trump and that he will save us. Do whatever you want. Vote or don't vote. But I'm not, I'm not even going to let anybody come remotely close to making me feel bad for not voting. Because while I might for the first time actually agree with the whole lesser of two evils thing, it's still totally invalid and complete and utter bullshit. And no matter if Trump's intentions are good or not, He ain't gonna fix it. The only way we fix it is if we fix it one person at a time, one town at a time. Anything else is just fantasy. And that, you know, I I hate to say that. I don't want to gaslight anybody that believes in the system you know believe in anything you want to believe i'm not going to call you stupid you know this shit is complicated i'm not going to claim to be a know-it-all here i'm just telling you what i feel what i feel is that our energy is best spent at the local pub or at the at the church or at the you know, soup kitchen, or you fill in the fucking blank. We need to be in community now more than ever. It is critical. You know, I think my family thinks that I have a tendency to be overdramatic. You tell me. It's only being overdramatic until the shit hits the fan. Until Rome crumbles, anybody that was worried about it was just a nutter. Afterwards, they they were taken a little more seriously. So, anyways, you know, I, I, I need to quit caring so much about whether or not people feel the same way as I feel. I need to just keep moving, keep doing, keep building. You know, I wrote something earlier on Instagram, you know, I said, "Fuck their empire, build your own." 
That's what I'm doing. The easy peasy empire. So, if you would like to support the Easy Peasy podcast, please go to easypeasy.ittybitty.tips. I'll talk to you later.